Man, I feel like preaching today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was a part of a funeral this weekend. Great sister in the Lord here. And it was a celebration. Because I know she's in heaven. And how many know when we die as believers, we don't mourn the way the world mourns. When I die, if you're still around, this is what I want. I want everyone to remember this. I want a celebration. I want people dancing around my coffin. I want people shouting. I want people singing. I want people throwing a party. I want hallelujahs. I want shouts of praise. I want people dancing and singing and giving glory to God. I don't want anybody crying at my funeral. I want a celebration because I have graduated to heaven. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! I'm excited. And if, if I don't know, but if someone feels like it, and you feel like my job ain't done yet, pray for me and I'll come back from the dead. Come on, somebody. If you got faith. Tell your neighbor, say, hallelujah, hallelujah. One more time, hallelujah. Isn't he a great God? Don't we serve an amazing Jesus? I love that we have Pentecostal power, Holy Ghost power. I am grateful to be part of a church that believes in the book of Acts. This is a book of Acts church. You come here. It ain't your normal church. We're not going to just sing a few songs, quote three points in a poem, and be done. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to shout. We're going to dance. We're going to praise. We're going to lift up the name that's above every other name. We're going to call out people's destiny. We're going to challenge people. Oh, that, that, maybe that's a bad word. We're going to challenge people. Ooh. I got one of them sermons today that's going to challenge you. You're not going to like me. Come on, somebody. But you know what? I didn't do this. Maybe when I was young, I wanted to be popular. But I stopped caring about being popular. I want to walk in the power. I don't want to be popular. I want the power of God. I'm not doing this to win a popularity contest. I'm not doing this to get likes and comments on my Facebook or Instagram page. We do this because lives need to be changed. Souls need to be saved. People need to be healed, delivered, set free by the power of God. Woo. You don't got to like me. Come on, somebody. Because I love you. But you don't got to like me. An old saint told me one time, you got to love that you'll speak in a new tongue. I want to pray today, though. I want to prepare you for the day and for the night. I have a title. It's called Unshakable Boldness. Unshakable Boldness. Acts chapter 4 reads like this in verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. 
by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I, I want to talk to you about boldness, unshakable boldness. I think in the hour we are living, the world we live in, we need to be bolder than ever before. We need to face this world with boldness. We can't walk in fear. We can't be timid. We can't walk around afraid of everything. The world that ser serves the devil is very bold. We need to be even bolder. I, I want you to understand this today. These disciples prayed for boldness and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. My prayer today is that we pray for boldness and that God will fill you with his Holy Spirit. The disciples had a great miracle, a crippled man. Let me just set it up for Acts chapter 4, and we're going to jump through a few parts of Acts. There was a crippled man that got healed. He started dancing and leaping and praising God. And before you know it, the religious leaders were upset. I mean, no, religion won't give you life religion doesn't bring life relationship with Jesus Christ brings life and life abundantly if you believe that today give me a loud amen they threatened these disciples what we need for this generation we need boldness I am more concerned than I ever have been the way this country's going but I'm grateful that there are men and women that are in the house today that are bold. That won't just sit around and take it. Just won't sit around and let the world tell you how you should raise your children. They won't just sit around and tell you this is how it should be. I still believe in the Bible. I believe it's 100% true. I believe it from Genesis to Revelation. I believe in the Word of God. I believe in Jesus, and I believe there is a Book of Acts church here in Whittier, California, a blood-bought, Bible-believing remnant of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I was shocked. I don't look at social media a ton, but when I do, I'm shocked by the things I see. I saw parents of a small child, I don't know if he was 10 or 11, but they were celebrating that he was gonna have a sex change. This boy was gonna become a woman and they were celebrating it. The boy was gonna become a girl and they were celebrating it on social media. The parents, that is child abuse. I'll say it again. We're called to protect children. We're called to protect children. We, we need to protect them. 
When I was 10 years old, I didn't know what day it was. I can't make a life-altering decision at 10 years old. At 10 years old, I wanted to be an astronaut and play baseball in space. That did not happen. Come on, somebody. I am grateful it didn't. I don't know if you can play baseball in space. We need to protect this generation. Now, I know, I know this isn't seeker-sensitive preaching, but if someone's got to say it. Someone's got to preach it. I had someone tell me that they actually like bringing people to our church that are in, I'll call it, uh, lifestyles that aren't pleasing to the Word of God. Alternate lifestyles. I said, but we preach pretty hard. We're pretty straightforward. They said to me, how does change happen if you don't challenge people to change? If you just let people do whatever they want and never challenge, we're called to bring people up. The truth will bring people up. I'm here to tell you, I feel burdened more than ever before to challenge this generation. How do you challenge someone? And this isn't part of my sermon. You have to call out something in them first. Call out who God created them. Call out what they were designed and meant to be. Then challenge them to walk in that. The best athletes are coached the hardest. Best athletes want to be coached hard. Because you become a great athlete when you say, I'll do whatever I got to do to be the best at this I can be. And if we did that with the things of God, pastor, challenge me. Pastor, challenge me. I want to be the best follower of Jesus I can be. I want to be the best follower of Jesus I can be. And when I see destiny in someone and purpose in someone, I will challenge them. I will challenge them to be something more than what they are. And you need the Holy Spirit for that. Can I get a loud amen? Because I've seen what not challenging does. It doesn't change anything. I'm positive of that. You can just, look, it's good to love. We're called to love. But if you just love without challenge, challenging is loving somebody. You say, I see something more in you. I see something more in you than what the world sees. You can do more than that. And I'm challenging you to be better. There's something about when you challenge somebody. When you call out their destiny and purpose. I, this has nothing to do with my message, but we need to be bold. We need to challenge our generation the next generation, the generation that's ahead of us, we need to be bold. When we are bold, it sends shockwaves down the hallways of hell. When we are bold, the devil turns pale and demons tremble. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We want to see people delivered, saved, set free by the power of Jesus Christ. Can I get a loud amen? Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 7, reads like this. 
And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no name other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. The high officials gathered them together and set them in the middle. But I like Peter's attitude. It was bold. We need boldness. We need the Holy Spirit. I was taught most of my Christian walk by other pastors to not upset people, to be very seeker sensitive, to never cause a wave. And I just get people in the building and eventually they may change. Draw a crowd. It's all about the crowd. It's all about the numbers. I was taught that most of my Christian walk. But every time I'd read the Bible and I'd read the book of Acts, I didn't see that. And it would bother me. Don't say anything offensive. But the gospel's offensive. That's what the Bible says. Don't make waves. All through the book of Acts, all they did was make waves. They'd be kicked out of cities. They'd be dragged into prisons. The leaders, the religious leaders would call them in. As I would read the word, it didn't line up with what I was taught. Just get people in the door. Give them ice cream if you have to. Come on. Everybody likes ice cream. Have pizza parties. I ain't against pizza parties. Obviously, I look this way for a reason. Come on, somebody. I love pizza. Have tacos. Have carnitas. I love carnitas. I adore tacos. Come on, somebody. Yes. Don't say anything that will upset people. Don't talk about the Holy Ghost. People are afraid of that. Yeah. If you do it, we got a secret how to do it. They would teach me. Go in the back room. And a few people that really want it, you take them back there. 
and you can pray for them there. And if they receive it, that's great. Then they can pray and maybe be part of the prayer team. But I, I didn't see that in the Bible. They prayed for boldness and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And so these things I was taught, it's interesting how you have to unlearn things. The Holy Spirit can teach you things, but the Holy Spirit can help you unlearn things. And so it was all about growing a church. I would go to conferences about how to grow a church. I never once heard the Bible mentioned, but I heard great systems and processes and systematic ways of doing things that could help grow a church or grow a business. But if you apply it to a church, it could work. And I'm not against any of that stuff. But also, I need the Holy Spirit. And as I read the book of Acts, I said to myself, this is the kind of church I want that flows in miracles, signs, and wonders that will preach the unadulterated word of God, that will be bold, that will stand up for righteousness, that will say wrong is wrong and right is right. The truth is the truth, and this is a lie. That will say, that will preach heaven and preach hell. That will preach Jesus Christ crucified, and will also preach that he is risen. I believe that there's still a church in several churches like that but i know that i know that i know that here in whittier here in whittier california and 7106 Sorensen avenue there is a church that believes in the power of god and if you have someone sick if someone needs a miracle if someone is confused about their identity you can bring them here they will be loved, but we will pray for the power of God to change, heal, and deliver. Because that's who Jesus is. Acts 8 says this. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At the time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded these things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city, in that city. What's amazing is Jesus told them, wait on the promise. Wait on the Holy Spirit. For when he comes, he's going to empower you. And you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Ten years after that, 
they're still all in Jerusalem. See, a lot of times, how many know we have great pastors here at this church? Can we give them a big hand clap? A lot of times we want the pastors to do everything. We want them to preach, pray, go. We want them to do everything. But that's not what Acts said. It was just regular lay people that started as the church was scattered, started preaching about Jesus. We stopped teaching this. You're called to preach about Jesus. Well, Pastor Brian, I, I've never taken a preaching class. Doesn't matter. You need to preach what Jesus has done in your life. We're living epistles looked upon by all men. You need to preach what God has done for your family. Are you a witness at your work? Are you a witness at your job? Are you a witness at your school? Are you a witness to your family? Are you a witness to your neighborhood or community? I, I just got to ask you, are you preaching to those around you? Well, I'm, I'm not a preacher. We're all called to proclaim the goodness of God. We're all called to preach this gospel. We're all called to do it. Now, we all might not be the five-fold ministry giftings, but that's different. We're all called to preach the gospel. And as we go, we're meant to be witnesses. When we go to El Salvador, we're witnesses. We go to Tijuana, we're witnesses for what God has done. You are God's witness. But we live in such a world where the church doesn't train bold believers anymore. I don't know where all the bold believers went, but we've exchanged them for timid saints that are waiting for Jesus to come back, hiding in a corner. I will refuse to call this place a sanctuary in here. Because I'm not hiding here. A sanctuary is where someone hides. This is a tabernacle where I come to praise God. Come on, hallelujah. We got timid saints hiding, waiting for Jesus to come back. We are called by God. We're on the front line of an invasion in this country with darkness greater than I've ever seen. The stuff that's happening in America didn't even happen in Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah never had their children doing sex changes. That's in America today. Where's the bold believer at? Where's the church of Jesus Christ? Where's the remnant at that says that's wrong? Great miracles happen. The book of Acts is for today. Great miracles happen when we are bold. Great miracles happen when we are bold. My heart is grieved for this world. I believe the world needs a book of Acts encounter. We need book of Acts churches. 
people bring the sick to. People bring those that are possessed by demons to. They bring people that are confused, lost. I need you to understand this today. There's powerful accounts all through the Bible of the power of God. Samson took a jawbone from a donkey, slayed 1,000 of God's enemies. He ripped the gates off the city and took them to the top of a hill. But eventually he laid his head on the lap of Delilah and his hair was cut. His power was gone. They bound him, gouged out, gouged out his eyes, and he was grinding at the mill of the enemy. I believe, and I've always said this, this is a picture of the church today. Our eyes are gouged out. We're grinding at the mill of the enemy. We never preach people the word. We never tell people the truth. We let people cater. We cater to people in their sin. We never tell them there's a heaven or hell. We never share the good news of Jesus Christ to them. We let our neighbors slip away into eternity without ever sharing our faith with them. We lost our power as the church. We lost our sight. But God spoke to me so clearly. In this hour, he said, people are waking up. He said, it might not be the majority right now, but people are waking up in America. The church is waking up. Preachers are waking up. Pastors are waking up. People that are newly saved are waking up. People that have been saved for decades are waking up. People that have been on this journey a short time or long time are saying, I can't live like this. There's something wrong in the world. And I need Jesus more than ever. I need to be bold with my faith. I need to be bold in what I believe in. I need to be bold as a lion. I need to stand up for righteousness in the land of the living. My generation, my children's generation depends on my boldness. Wrong is wrong and right is right. But you might not be popular. You might have people say horrible things on Facebook to you. But I don't care. They've been saying it to me for a long time. Doesn't bother me. God has prepared me to be a voice. And I'm preparing you to be a voice. Stop compromising. Be bold. Be bold. Our pastors and myself aren't here to tickle you. And we're not here to play checkers with you or chess with you I'm not even here to be your friend I'm here to be your pastor I'm here to preach the gospel to you I'm not here to tell you truth is truth I'm believing that one day fathers men of God 
will cast out demons. I believe mamas will pray for their children and they'll be healed in the name of Jesus. They'll pray for their neighbors and they'll be healed. I believe there is a remnant rising up in this hour that will not be stopped, that will not be compromised, that will not bow their knee to the golden image, but they will be bold as a lion and stand up for God. I'm done bowing to these things of this world. I'm done bowing to people's feelings. We need to preach the truth because no one else is. We need the truth. We need the truth. Acts chapter 8, verse 12 says this. But when they believed Philip as he preached, the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Now, this is powerful. I want you to understand what's happening. People got saved. They became believers. They believed. Can we agree with that? Say, say yes again. Say amen. So there are believers there. And then they get baptized in water. I love when we have services and we baptize people in water. They were saved and they were baptized in water. And that's where most churches stop. Then we say, go to growth track. We have growth track. I'm not against growth track. And then we say, and I'm not against these signs. But if your Christian walk stops after getting saved, being baptized in water, going to growth track, and then your rest of your Christian walk, you hold a sign. There is more than that. There is more than that. There is more than that. I appreciate everyone that holds a sign. But that is not your calling. That is not your destiny. That is not your purpose. But I was taught by a lot of men of God. Get people saved, we celebrate that. We get people baptized in water, oh, we celebrate that. Get them into grow track, great. Oh, we'll come visit your church and they'll be out there holding a sign. I don't see that in the book of Acts. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. Verse 14 says this. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. 
See, there's more. You get saved, because you have to be saved. You get saved, and then something powerful happens. You can get filled with the Holy Spirit. It empowers you. It strengthens you. It is amazing the boldness that happens when you have the Holy Spirit. You may say, Pastor Brian, I'm bold without the Holy Spirit. You will be so much bolder with the Holy Spirit. You're going to pray in an unknown tongue. You're going to pray in new tongues. What is amazing is there more. There is more after you get saved. There is more after you get water baptized. There is more after you hold the sign. There is more. There's an infilling of the Holy Ghost that brings power and authority in your life that changes things. If you want to see the sick healed, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. If you want to see the lame walk, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Pastor Brian, I, I know people that do that. Well, Jesus said, before you guys do anything, wait on the Holy Ghost because you're going to need it you're going to need him you're going to need him and I want you to understand this today what is your more you need more you need more you need more there's more of God there's more of God every book in the New Testament was written by a man who spoke in tongues Every book in the New Testament was written by a man who spoke in tongues. When you baptize someone, you need a baptizer, you need the element, and you need a candidate. When we baptize people in water, Pastor Rob does it. He's the baptizer. The element is the water. And then there's a candidate. The same is with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3.11 says this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus does the baptizing. Jesus is the baptizer. He baptizes us into a river of fire he baptizes us into a river of fire and when we come out of it we don't look like the world anymore we don't smell like the world anymore we look like fire we smell like fire because it is the fire of the Holy Ghost that changes things this is the book of Acts this is the book of Acts it is the Holy Ghost. There is power for believers. But we have done such a poor job teaching you as pastors. Not our church, but as the whole church. The big C church. We just encourage you to come to church. We encourage you to hold your sign. And I'm not against the sign. 
But if that's all we ever encourage you, we've done a poor job. And I apologize for so many people and so many pastors that wrapped your destiny into a sign. There's more than that. And it's the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost power. I am bolder than ever before that this world needs the Holy Ghost. It needs the power of the Holy Ghost. It needs men and women that are unashamed, that men and women that will stand up, that will fight the good fight of faith, men and women that say there's more to my life, there's more to my family. I need the fire of God. Hey, hey, we don't do these crusades on a good thought, on a whim, on educational knowledge. We do it because God says it, and we go with the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not playing games anymore in my life. I want more. I want a book of Acts church. I want not just the pastors flowing in it, but I want you flowing in it. At our last crusade, Everyone that went saw miracles. They prayed for miracles and miracles occurred. Acts 2.4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. been around church a while now and I've heard everything you can hear about the Holy Ghost I don't really like when people pray in tongues or speak in tongues I don't need it see tongues isn't your problem pride is your problem don't have to like me I'm just telling you tongues isn't the problem if you don't think you need a heavenly language pride is your problem tongues isn't the problem when we don't know what to pray the spirit makes groans and intercessions on our behalf. I remember I was preaching at a rehab center. It was a Christian rehab. And I got done preaching. I left for a little bit, then I came back. And one of the young men, I remember it so powerfully, actually overdosed he turned purple we called the ambulance and I remember being in the room and I saw the needle and the heroin and I remember the only thing I could do was pray but I couldn't pray one word in English I just began to pray in the spirit and I prayed in the spirit and I prayed in the spirit and I prayed in the spirit When we don't know what to pray, 
the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the power of God. I remember eventually the paramedics came and they said he's been dead for about 20 minutes. But I just kept praying in the Spirit. I didn't know what else to do. I just prayed in the Spirit. Eventually they said, we'll make one last attempt to revive his life. And I remember them giving him some Narcane. And afterwards, I remember he just stood straight up. And he looked at me, out of everyone in the room. And he said, Pastor, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was like no one else was in the room. See, I'm here to tell you. We need the power of God. There's more for your life. There's more than just coming to church on a Sunday morning. There's more than coming here and having a Christian club with a cross on it. There's more than coming here and doing this or that. There's more than what you're doing. There's more, there's more, there's more. And I'm challenging you because it will affect your children and it will affect your grandchildren. It will affect everyone. Because if you desire more, your kids will see it. Your grandkids will see it. The people around you will see it. And I'm telling you, something is contagious when you want more of God. I know people get upset about tongues. It's not for today, I've heard people say. I've heard people say miracles aren't for today. I've heard people scoff and say, I don't need to pray in tongues. And I don't want to be involved with that miracle stuff. I'm here to tell you, when you get cancer in your body and the doctors give you a bad report, I believe you will turn to Jesus. And I'm telling you, you'll believe in the healing power of God then. See, everybody can say something. But I'm tired living in a world that we just say, all right, you believe what you want. You need to pray in tongues. You need it. Oh, I know pastors will tell you you don't need it, and it's okay. Not our pastors. They'll tell you you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, it's not for today. It is for today. Jesus said, it's better that I go because the one that is coming, whew. see, I'm here to tell you, maybe we could humble ourselves today. Maybe some people that have been against tongues, maybe you could humble yourself today. Maybe you could say, God, I want what you have for me. I want everything you have for me. I want it all. Maybe someone today can say, you know what? I've been skeptical about the miracle working power of God, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to doubt my doubts today. And I'm going to believe the book of Acts to be true. I'm going to believe God's word to be true today. I believe in the word of God. I believe that there is going to be a bold remnant. I believe there's going to be some bold believers in this church. I believe there's going to be some bold believers. I'm believing for some big things. I don't do anything small. My wife told me that the other day. She goes, everything you do is big. 
And I, I don't know why I'm like that, but I, I know it's the Holy Ghost. Because I just can't do things small. When we go to a, look at a stadium and we see one that seats 10,000 or one that seats 20, I always pick the 20. Because I'm believing for more souls. I'm believing for more people to be healed, set free, delivered. God is looking for a bold church. Because I'm here to tell you, I've done this long enough. People may get mad at you. People may hate on you for a little bit. People may not like you. They may not make some bad comments on Facebook. But something happens when they need a miracle. When they need something changed, when they need something transformed, when they need the power of God, they're not going to go down the streets to the seeker-friendly church. They're going to say, I'm going to sneak in to that church on 7106 Sorensen Avenue in Whittier, California, because I can't keep living like this. If I go there, they will pray for my body. They will pray. I get out of this wheelchair. They will pray. Hallelujah. My goal as a pastor is to empower you and to equip you. And the best way I know how to do that is that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. I want everyone to stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I'm so excited for this woman's clinic. I'm so excited that we're going to save lives. I'm so excited for so many bold believers that come against what's happening to this younger generation to see JJ last night pray it's powerful powerful every hand lifted I want to pray something over some parents today if you have a child that's confused in their identity I want to pray for you today and pray for your child. Right now, Jesus. I pray they get baptized and fire that child. They have an encounter with the Holy Ghost that changes their life. They will know that they know that they know that God had fearfully and wonderfully created them. He doesn't make any mistakes. I pray for the parents. May they stand on the word. May they come in agreement with the word. May they not believe the lies of the enemy, but believe the truth of God's word. Me and my house shall serve the Lord. Every hand lifted, I pray for boldness. Boldness boldness unshakable boldness it was interesting the place was shaken to give them unshakable boldness I pray that you shake our lives God shake us 
to give us unshakable boldness. In a world filled with demonic adversity, we need unshakable boldness. I know people don't preach like this anymore, but we need unshakable boldness. Boldness to stand up for our families, to stand up for the truth, to stand up to God's word. Boldness of a lion, a lion from the tribe of Judah. Boldness. Well, I got family members like this or like that. Doesn't matter. When the time comes, they will come to the place where they know change can happen. I pray right now for boldness of a believer. Hallelujah, every hand lifted high. I pray for a fresh outpouring of God's spirit upon your life. I pray that you live a life a book of Acts life where miracles, signs, and wonders will follow you all the days of your life. I pray wherever you go, the power of God is with you. There is more than a sign. There is more than just growth track. There is more. And it is the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray for the fire of God to fall in your life. Fresh fire, fresh fire. Fresh fire of God. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God power of God. As the worship team comes back, come back. Power of God. I like people that are bold. I love bold believers. I promised myself several things in my life. And one of them is I will never back down from the truth. I never will be a wimpy, wussy Christian. I can't do it. And I pray. I pray that you're not. I pray that you're not a wimpy Christian. That's afraid to be a Christian at your work. Because you got some people that look at you funny. Get over it. Stand up for Jesus. Fight the good fight of faith. I am proud to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus changed my life. Jesus restored my life. Jesus saved my life. He pulled me from that miry clay and set my feet upon the rock. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't be doing anything I'm doing without the Holy Ghost.
Just like Peter and John. They can tell them they were with Jesus. I am not ashamed of the Bible. I am not ashamed of being a Christian. I love being a Christian. Jesus gave me my wife. Jesus gave me my family. Jesus has done everything for me. Hey! Jesus sent me around the world. It was the power of the Holy Ghost that changed my life. Last night, I could not stop crying to see those children and our youth. I was crying uncontrollably. I just kept tears coming down my face. I wish someone would have done that for me when I was that age. I wish I would experience that kind of power. But what broke my heart is broke my heart. I love that our children got to experience it. But it made me think of so many other children that are out there that don't get to experience that. That's why you must preach the gospel with boldness. Lift your hand one last time. I pray for boldness to share, to preach God's word, to share the story of what God's done in your life. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost power. Right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you need to be saved, you need to be born again. Just lift your hand now and say, it's me. I, I just need to be saved. I see those hands. Everyone repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me my sins come into my life and live I give you everything in Jesus name Amen. everyone lift your hand one more time come on all right do a clap first I lift your hand Holy Spirit fall I pray that people pray in tongues I pray that they are baptized in fire. I pray that you give them a prayer language, a new prayer language. I pray for the power of the Holy Ghost to come over their life. I pray for boldness, boldness, boldness to pray for the sick, to preach the gospel, to see the power of God. Boldness of a believer. a chord in my heart as he said it was there's so many more, more children out there that have not had the opportunity to experience something like that and, and that's why we preach boldly that's why we continue to bring them into this environment but what we also do is we want to continue to reach out to them and so we're about to have VBS 
This is an opportunity for us to reach outside of the walls of our church to bring the community here to a place full of revival, to a place unafraid and unashamed to preach the gospel to the next generation so that they can impact their neighborhoods and to our city and to the world. And so I challenge each and every one of you under the sound of my voice to go to the website sierra.city slash events and sign up to volunteer. There is something special to the heart of God when his people go to the little ones to reach out to the little ones. Jesus was so concerned about them that when people tried to stop them from coming to him, he said, let them alone and bring them unto me. May that week we be an army of revivalists that wouldn't just shout in the, in the altars here and in our seats clap, but we would be out in the hot sun. We would go out to the neighborhoods and bring those little children and speak boldly to them and watch them be filled with the Holy Ghost. Aren't you grateful for a church that reaches the next generation? So I challenge you right now, right now, make a decision in your heart. I'm going to be a part of that. I'm going to be a part of touching and imparting to the next generation what is on this house. The anointing that God has given us in this house, may it be poured out to the next generation. So I challenge you to be a part of that. Amen? Amen? Boldness. Boldness to come across us for our children. As we get ready to take up our tithes and offering, this is what it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. It's interesting that Pastor preached about being a witness, and this is the scripture that God gave me for our offering and our tithe time, so that they may see our good works. Tithing and giving offering is a good work, amen? We sow into the kingdom of God. I love that the the word tells us about end time voices and I believe that right now that the world is ripe for an end time harvest. And if there's going to be an end time harvest then there needs to be some end time sowers. Some faithful sowers that will sow in this time, in this hour so that the gospel can reach far beyond our imagination. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Now is the time to stay faithful. Now is the time to sow. Now is the time to give everything that we have to the kingdom of God for this end time harvest. Boldness isn't just about talking. Boldness is about action. So this morning, I dare you, I dare every single one of us, those watching us online and those right here in the tabernacle, I dare us to be bold with our giving right now. I dare you to be generous right now, to say, God, I'm an end time sower, and I'm going to sow to see a a soul saved today, right now. I dare you to pull something out, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $10, whether it's $100, whether you're sowing online. I dare you, I dare you. Can I say it again? I dare you to be an end time sower right now. Would you help me bless this time? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have challenged us and you have chosen us to be an end time voice. I thank you that you've challenged us and you've chosen us to be bold with your word and with your message. And Lord, today, right now, as we get ready to sow, I pray 
that we would be a witness and an example to everybody around us that even in the toughest of situations we have unshakable boldness and will sow to see another soul saved we thank you Lord we love you Lord bless this tithe bless the sower all for your glory in Jesus' mighty name amen and amen come on somebody give God glory this morning come on give God glory this morning come on let's just receive the tithe as we get ready to, to exit don't forget we'll be back here tonight if you want a filling of the Holy Ghost you want to be dipped back again in the baptism and the fire we'll see you back here at 6 o'clock if you want growth track it'll be upstairs in the classroom right there God bless you we love you if you want prayer we'll have pastors right here for you